Hello, teacher friends. Welcome to episode number four of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, and yes, I just hang out here in your favorite podcast listening app anytime you need a piano teacher friend. I'm so glad you're here today because I have a big question for you. Before we get to that big question that I have for you today, I thought it might be beneficial for you to know just a little bit of my teaching background. So it's important to know that I grew up in a very tiny town and I was actually hired by the local music store to be their piano teacher when I was 14 years old. And that is, of course, not because I was any kind of all-star educator. (laughs) It is really more like the fact that we only had one piano teacher in town, who was my piano teacher, and when she was full and couldn't take anyone else, they just came knocking on my door because I was her top student. So... Long story short, I fell in love with teaching. I had a very loyal student base, even though I was terrible at what I was doing. Um, I really cringe thinking about how badly I sequenced my materials and communicated new ideas. But for whatever reason, I was able to continue teaching and I did not receive a formal pedagogy class until I was about halfway through my undergrad degree. And that means that I had about eight years of teaching before I ever took a class on teaching. And that probably is different than your story and yet similar, right? I think a lot of us get into the teaching field, you know, kind of in a trial by fire manner, right? (laughs) Just jump in, do it, and figure it out as you go, right? So eight years into my teaching career, I finally take my first class on piano pedagogy. And to be honest with you, at that point, I kind of thought I already had this whole thing figured out. (laughs) And I do think that experience is the best teacher. But of course, as all great educators know, there is always more to learn. Okay, so put yourself in my shoes here. It's your first day in your first piano pedagogy class, and we open class by being asked this one question. And that question was, why should anyone take music lessons? Or in this case, piano lessons. Why should anyone take piano lessons? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. The scenario that was proposed was, let's say you are approached by an acquaintance and they ask you point blank, hey, why should my son take piano lessons? And the idea was that we should have a preformed answer that we could recite and it should be succinct. That's an important part. Um, And compelling to encourage this person to sign their son up for piano lessons. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that sounds like a really basic question. And yet, here I was with eight years of teaching under my belt, you know, and a continuing future in this field for as far as the eye can see. And I don't think I had had to propose an answer to that question. 
And actually, it's not a question that we get asked very often because, of course, by the time people contact us for piano lessons, they have already decided that it's a worthwhile endeavor. And as music teachers, of course, we are well-versed in the enormous list of benefits that come with the study of a musical instrument. And of course, we know that art for the sake of art is really important to the future of humanity. But if someone stops you on the street and asks you this question, they are not looking for a treatise of all of the psychological and emotional benefits that come with the study of a musical instrument. (laughs) Instead, they are probably looking for a one, maybe two sentence explanation. And that, my friends, is something I think it would benefit all of us to think about today. Because even if we never have to actually give an answer to another human being in this context, I think it is always beneficial with basically anything in life to take a second and step back and ask yourself why you are committing your time to doing this thing. (laughs) This exact question of why should someone study music should be what fuels us in our pursuits as a teacher. I would venture to guess that perhaps you have answered to someone at some point in your life why you want to become a music teacher or why you teach music for a living. And that is also a great question to ask yourself. But of course, that's very kind of inward focused. It's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a selfish question, but it's definitely a self-motivated question. But I think it's even more beneficial for us and for the future of our field if we step back and we think, okay, why should little Stevie be taking music lessons? That way, as we plan our lessons and we think about our approach to our teaching, we make sure that we are absolutely 100% beyond any shadow of a doubt doing our best to fulfill the goal that we have set for ourselves in the most optimal way. And so, my teacher friends, I am issuing you this challenge in one sentence. I want you to think about your answer to the question, why should anyone take piano lessons? Or if it's not piano lessons that you teach, whatever kind of lessons you teach, fill in the blank. But ask yourself in one sentence or less, why anyone should take those lessons? Fair warning, this may be trickier than it sounds because we have a lot of things to sort through as you find your answer. First of all, you don't want to fall down that rabbit hole and just start reciting the countless benefits that we know come from music study. Those are really great, important points, and I wish more people understood those things, but they're not really the answer to this specific question. Likewise, this is not actually a sales pitch. So contrary to what you might have immediately thought when I proposed the question, I am not actually asking you to give a compelling reason why students should study music with you. I mean, in general, why should someone take music lessons? Point blank, 
That's the question. To be fair, yes, I am going to give you my response to this question, but I also am so sure that your own teaching is going to benefit from your taking the time to answer this question that I am going to strongly suggest that here in a second, you hit the pause button on this podcast and you force yourself to come up with an answer that fits your studio. And one of the things I love about our profession is the fact that we are a very um, eclectic bunch, (laughs) right? Um, So I think there is space in this field for lots of different ideas and lots of different approaches. And I think it's very important that I don't sway you with my answer. So I would love to see you hit the pause button and go actually write this answer down. And if you're not in a position to actually write your answer, then at least force yourself to come up with one solid sentence that describes why you think someone should take music lessons. Okay, this is actually your last chance to hit the pause button. Do you have your answer? Well, I've provided quite a buildup, haven't I? (laughs) So before I give you my answer, I'm sure you're interested, but let me say this, that just because I'm the one posing this question today, that does not mean I have come up with the perfect answer. (laughs) I don't think there is one answer to this question. So just like the seasons that we talked about last week in episode three, I think our answers to this question will likely shift and change over the years. But the important thing is that we keep asking ourselves this question. Without any further delay, Let's say Mr. Smith catches me in my driveway and he says, hey, why should my son take music lessons anyway? Here's what I would say. Honestly, Mr. Smith, I could give you a boatload of reasons why music study is important. But if I had to choose just one reason, I would say it's the growth that comes from students learning to build a relationship with their teacher. Forgive me for the fact that I kind of skirted the assignment by using a pretty long run-on sentence, (laughs) but at the heart of the matter is the fact that beyond all of these incredible benefits of actually playing music on an instrument, I think the most significant impact that we have on our students is really in the way that we help them learn to communicate and take instruction and open themselves up for positive criticism and just in general relationship building with another person that does not tend to be related to them in most circumstances. You may hate that answer, and that's okay. I can take it, I promise. But allow me to explain. So I am fully aware that people do not sign up with us to take relationship lessons. (laughs) We have a big responsibility to provide quality instruction to these students on our instruments. Um, I do not think that you have a shot at long-term success if you are not actually doing the work. But when I think about the large number of students, both past and present, who are out living in the world, 
I think I will always take a little credit for helping them be better communicators, more open to feedback, more empathetic, more responsive under pressure, and in general, just more accountable human beings. I think we get to claim that, teacher friends. Especially in this day and age where we are all worried that people skills are sort of a dying art. Am I right? (laughs) Students of all ages are communicating more and more through devices. And, you know, when you think about it, just how many other occasions do students have to actively engage with another person on a weekly basis? Music lessons are one of the only things in my mind that meet that criteria, and I think it's so good for our students. All that being said, let's just take a step back now and revisit why this is such an important question for me to have asked you today. So I think by framing why you think a student should be in your studio, that you can then make better informed decisions on all of those teacher quandaries that pop up in our lives. So I'm talking about questions like, well, I just had kind of an iffy interview with this student. You know, should I accept them? Or maybe even more so, you know, should I dismiss this student because we're really having some issues? Um, You know, should we get rid of this piece of repertoire because it's really going nowhere? Or, you know, in general, you know, what can I do to make this person be the best musician they can be? For me, when I frame all of those questions and all of the others that pop up all the time, when I frame that within the context of what is going to build us the strongest relationship, my answers become much more clear. We're going to get ready to wrap up this episode here in a moment, but I thought you might be interested to know that last spring I got to teach my first round of an Introduction to Piano Pedagogy course, and I was so excited to do that, and you'd better believe that I started the first day of class with that very same question. When I asked my students in that course what their one-sentence reply would be to the question of why should someone take piano lessons, um, I received, of course, a very wide range of responses. Uh, Some of them mentioned about piano being a great gateway to all other instruments. You know, I heard things about how it helps students gain a stronger sense of self, uh, you know, or even things like the importance of understanding music theory and its many applications throughout all styles of music. You know, they were full of great ideas. And I just want to encourage you today that if your answer was different than mine, that is okay. And that's great because we need all of us in this field together. Suffice to say, I just think it's worth all of our time to really sit and contemplate for a few minutes of what we want students to take away from their experience with us in our music studios. And as long as you are focused on that goal and remaining true to yourself, well, that's going to help you feel more successful in what you're doing as well, uh, which will enable you to have that positive energy to stick it out in this long, taxing, encouraging, yet draining profession of ours. 
And here we are at that time again. (laughs) Thank you for humoring your overly zealous uh, podcast host here um, as I offer you a toast for the week. Music teacher friends of the world, we'll keep this one short today. (laughs) I want to encourage you to take more time to regularly evaluate how your studio is progressing. Of course, self-reflections like these are just one of the many extra things that teachers are constantly doing quote unquote, off the clock. (laughs) Your studio families may not always recognize the heart that you have for your craft, but I hope today's opportunity to think about this big question will help you feel affirmed and refreshed to keep doing excellent work. (laughs) Whatever your why may be, I wish you nothing but the best in finding your optimal teaching life. Cheers to you, my world-changing teacher friends. Well, that brings us to the end of episode number four, my friends. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I happen to think that question that I asked you in this episode is a really important one. And I do hope that you will consider sharing this episode with other independent music teachers, regardless of instrument. I know I did talk a lot about being a piano teacher in this episode, but this podcast is 100% designed for independent music teachers of all instruments. Um, And for anyone else who wants to follow along, for that matter, (laughs) you're all welcome here. Please don't hesitate to follow and like me on Facebook and on Instagram. You can find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast. And of course, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. Kind, favorable reviews on Apple Podcasts just make me the happiest girl in the world. So trot on over and type me one of those if you're feeling kind today. And if nothing else, I will just wish you a great day and we'll see you soon, teacher friends. (laughs) Bye.